Hey everyone and welcome to a very special episode of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. We are now here. It's the first day of 2020 and I hope that you are excited for the year as I am. This episode is going to be a little different and this is going to be the beginning of a tradition for the beginning of the year or I guess I should say the first episode of each year. What I'm going to do is take little bits and pieces from all the episodes of the last year, find all of the best highlights and crunch them into one one giant episode just as a rehash, highlights, things that I really feel like people should remember all in one place. So you have a great place and a great reminder of all the good things that I was able to share with people over the year. It's been a lot of fun going through all the old episodes, hearing the conversations that I had, and it's funny because I've been able to learn just as much going through these episodes as I'm sure you guys did as you first listened to them and when I first had these conversations. All of them have been really educational for me and really valuable, uh, and so it was a lot of fun to go back through them and get those lessons again and reminders of how I can be better at the game of Rocket League. So hopefully putting all of these together, you'll have some laughs, you'll have some ahas, you might even have some tears, probably no tears. But uh, hopefully you will enjoy rehearing all of the best parts of each episode. And then at the end, I do have a few messages that I requested from people. I'm going to play those as well. I'm just going to go ahead and give each of the guys that volunteered a thousand credits towards whatever they one in the item shop or to open up some blueprints. So thank you so much to those guys for participating. Best of luck hitting your goals in season 13 and in 2020. And for the rest of you, same thing. I hope you do well in Rocket League and it treats you well. Keep practicing, keep learning, keep looking at those replays and enjoy this fun mishmash of everything uh, of this crazy ride that we've been on for the past four months. I cannot believe that at the time I'm recording this, we just crossed over 6,000 downloads. I was excited when this started, but I never had an idea of what it would turn into. And without going on and on and on, I'm just so grateful for everybody that sends me messages and that listens to the show and shares feedback. It really just warms my heart that people are getting something out of this show. It's a lot of fun, uh, and I can't help but smile thinking about uh, how much fun it's been and how much it's been helping people. So I have huge plans for 2020. I really want to go bigger and better. So keep on for the ride. Uh, keep on enjoying it and share your feedback with me, share your thoughts with me. But that's enough. Uh, let's just get into it. Enjoy 2019, uh, the rehash, and get ready for 2020 because it's going to be awesome. So the first guest on this very first episode of the podcast is none other than, well, and I feel like this is something that we need to clarify because <laughs> you you played as Turtle. You know, I feel like so many people talk about grinding the game and getting better and people are like, oh, how did you get better so fast? Like, I don't understand it. It's, it's, be, it's, it's like having a mind while you're playing because whenever you play a video game, I feel like so many people are so easily tuned out and they just kind of go into this world where they're not focusing on what they're doing. But if you want to get better at the game, you have to like put in quality hours that are very determined and de like derivative of your motivation to get better at the game. So you you go into the game and you're just kind of playing ranked, and you you have the mentality of oh I have to do this just so I can stay you know in top shape. Versus you go into the game and you say to yourself like I'm gonna get better at shooting. 
I'm going to pop off and I'm going to better myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whoa. I've, I feel like that was the first 12 to 1500 hours for me in this game was just going in there and trying to hit the ball and just like learning and getting better through mindless repetition as opposed to actually being purposeful in practicing and looking at my mistakes and working on what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, 100%. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing because I I play with uh, Jorby sometimes, and Jorby, much like you, tends to, to swing from, you know, champ two and just goes on these massive roller coaster swings of... Of like he'll drop down to diamond three and then you know the next day he's back up in champ two and he just goes through these massive swings and whenever i play with jorby i look at it and i'm just thinking you're trying to do too much a lot of the time is what it is i mean you you have to be willing to relinquish some of that control you know because a lot of people are like you know i can't trust my teammates blah 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 in solo queue and, and when i'm trying to rank up and it, it puts you in that mindset of you know, I have to try and, and make this happen. And what that results a lot of the time is you'll be the third man back, say, in a 3v3 game. And what you'll end up doing is you'll push into a corner when you really don't need to because, you know, your teammate's already there. He may be he may look like he's rotating out, but really he knows he has time to pick up that midfield boost and go up the sidewall and make a challenge. He knows he's got the time for that. And that's often what happens when I when I see players that go on these huge elo swings is, is they just haven't really developed that fine tuned understanding of when do I actually need to go for something and you try and do too much a lot of the time or you also find people who, you know, they feel like they have pretty good mechanics, but then they'll miss an easy play and then they get inside their own head and then you know, they, they just think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed that. All my teammates think I'm an idiot. And then, you know, they just go on this downward mental spiral and that just makes them play worse. And then they keep trying to do too much again, but now they're not even confident that they're going to make it happen. And it's just a huge thing about it. And, uh, so those are the two things that I see most often from people that go on big swings like that is they get inside their own head or they try and do just a little bit too much. And welcome back to the third episode of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. Corelli, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. You're, you're a Grand Champ player. You say that you have some friends that are at the diamond level. If they wanted to get into the nitty gritty, if your friends ask you, okay, I want to get out of diamond consistently and like never go back. What would be the top three things that you would tell those friends to do or change or get better at so that they could be consistently champ two, champ three, and start moving into grand champ? Uh, well, first of all, the biggest one that I would say is uh, something that we kind of talked about earlier about controlling yourself um, is to stop panicking on defense. Um and I know that sounds really, really, really basic and really simple. And people are going to be like, Crelly, that's awful advice. That tells me nothing. But I think that a lot of times people don't realize that you're not going to have the ball the entire game. Possession will be given up if it's an equal game, which it hopefully is. Um, 
And you have to be willing to accept and endure pressure from another team and you have to deal with it properly. Um, one of the biggest things that I see that my friends do poorly is uh, they don't manage their boost very well inside of their own box. And they don't, and on top of that kind of building on that is they don't control the aerial space um, in the box. So if you were to build, you know, a wall around that, you know, what would be the 18 yard box or whatever, they don't control that space above the net or above the ground in the box because they're panicking whether they use all their boosts to get back or they use their boosts on an aerial before. They're not picking up small pads. They're not controlling their back boosts, whatever it may be. Um, and they're panicking. They're just flailing at the ball and they get frustrated. It's frustrating to do that. It's frustrating to play the game, to play basically defense simulator with no boost. So my, 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 I guess my first piece of advice would be to stop panicking um, and, and control your boost. Keep a good boost level. Only use boost when you know that you're at least going to make contact with the ball and challenge properly, meaning that you're going to stop an oncoming shot. You're going to stop or cut off a pass um, or you're going to stuff someone, right? Go for a 50-50 or whatever, and maybe the ball squirts out to a corner or whatever. Hey, everybody, and welcome to already episode four of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. Stacks, thank you so much for coming to join me. Yeah, one of the things I've learned from, uh, one of the things I've taken from the world of sports, being so close to it at times, is when your teammate screws up, even if this is ranked solo queue and you have you know, no real emotional attachment to your teammates like you would on like a professional team. Uh, if somebody makes a mistake, somebody else has to pick them up. You know, somebody else has to not necessarily compensate for it, but just, uh, you know, when when the shortstop boots a ball, uh, you know, makes a routine error, and uh, now you get a guy on base, you know, it's everybody else's job now. Hey, We've got to get the next guy. We've got to make the next play. And mm -hmm. that's something that uh, has been pretty valuable for me mentally in Rocket League is just watching teammates make mistakes, knowing that they're probably frustrated with themselves, but still understanding that, okay, he screwed up. We're in a bad situation now. But being upset about it doesn't accomplish anything go make Not the next all. play. And yeah. that's something that I I think even on the pro scene, people have kind of struggled with up until the last maybe year or so. And I think it's starting to trickle a little bit into ranked as well because you're not seeing people make a mistake and then panic and make the second mistake immediately after. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode. This is episode 5 of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast, but uh, I'm, I'm going to say Nito Queen the first time, but then I'm just going to go with Nito. Thank you so much for joining me. The wall, like there's a lot of things that go off yeah. into kickoff it's, goals. It's part so, of the game. For sure. I, I, I love kickoff goals, so like... That's the only. It's the only reason I'm in the rank that I'm in right now is because of kickoff goals, because I worked so hard on my so kickoff. So you think you have a pretty good kickoff? Uh, yeah, that's like the one thing I would say, if you want to stop getting upset in ones, work on your kickoffs. Like it's the, it's the only thing that I'll tell you to do mechanically. Like otherwise, like do you, do you work on whatever you want? But if ones are really frustrating you, like have a solid kickoff every single time you get scored on, 
you have a kickoff. You can take a deep breath. You know you're good at kickoffs. You can you can kind of reset your mindset every time you have a kickoff. Or, you know, you score a goal. Well, maybe it's time to score another goal. Like, And then you have like a little bit of a confidence boost every single time you have a kickoff. So, yeah, I think kickoffs are mega important in every game mode because who doesn't want a teammate you can rely on for the kickoff? Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode six of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast, Cinderblock. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Is this how you figure out how to do things? Or do you think about how those things interact, like while you're playing? With a new topic, yeah. Um, So like when I, from the beginning, I went from like bronze to gold fairly easily. And then I started watching the pros on youtube um and i loved it when they had a controller overlay because you can see exactly what inputs they did to do what that mechanic was so i'll try to replicate that mechanic and during that time i'll focus on okay what were the inputs how far away were, were they from the ball how fast were they moving at that time just really try to piece together why did that mechanic work and then I'll just practice it thinking it thinking about it like that for a long time until I've started to be able to replicate it on my own a few times. And that's that's kind of the point at which the dots will connect. And I'll I'll understand it with my own intuition instead of by trying to recreate the elements of what somebody else did. And that's when it goes from being you know, thinking about the vectors and the this and the to becoming something that, like you said, it's a lot more of a feel. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode seven of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast ADAP tape. Welcome to the show. When I'm in that situation, I'm playing with somebody like I've got I've got plenty of friends that I know through the game that are like quote-unquote lower ranked no i mean they are lower ranked than i am in ranked um not quote-unquote uh and but i love playing with them and i i it's difficult for me to put across that i care more about our friendship than i do about like the fact that they're not challenging correctly or going when they should be or anything like that but on the flip side that's the reality and so it, it sucks right because I don't care. Like at the end of the day, I like these people and I like my friends and my potential teammates way more than I care about my rank or rocket league or anything like that. Um, And, but it doesn't change that we're humans and we have this mental side of things that makes us consider like how bad we're doing and how it's affecting other people. And that can get us down. Like for instance, I, I, you're right on the flip side, when I'm playing with those friends, I feel like I'm failing them if I can't, pull them up if I can't get them uh, to that level as well. Um, and it, it's tough. But I think also one thing that I think we lose in like video games and like internet culture and just kind of and, and, and you know, by proxy in Rocket League is just communication and actually talking about that stuff with these people and having an actual connection with our internet friends and our, our video game friends where you can actually have that conversation with them and say, listen, I understand that you're getting tilted because you didn't challenge that correctly. Um, I'm getting tilted because I feel like I'm not doing enough to like help you uh, in at this level or whatever, but who cares? Like this is the best way for you to get better. Probably 
like it's so useful for that friend to play with me and play at that level so that they can play against people who are playing fast and, and, and mechanically good and bring them up. And I think I've had that conversation with a lot of friends where I'm just like, this is what's happening and I get it. And I understand it's uncomfortable for you. Uh, I want you to know I'm okay with this situation. And I think that this is worthwhile because it's going to be so beneficial for you to play at this level and learn. Um, and I don't care if my rank tanks. And, and I think my whole point being having that communication with people that you want to play with, like, I don't know, have, we should talk more on the internet, which sounds ridiculous, but I, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode eight of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. Dazarin, thank you so much for joining me on the show. There's not one thing where, you know, I can't say I want to go in this game and I just want to have all the possession or, you know, or I just want to buy my team time and just keep buying my team time. Because if you stick to those, those kind of like foundations, and that's, again, the same thing I was talking about earlier, where like uh, decision making and mechanics, like you need to you have to be able to adapt because you're not going to it's not going to go the way you want i mean it might but not all the time that's the kind of beauty of rocket league in my opinion but you have to scan the field you have to understand okay when can i do this when when is a good time for me to do this i have two teammates that just went up for a challenge on third man in midfield do i want to just take a go for a poor challenge in the upper half or should i wait let this guy boom it downfield because he's not thinking how i'm thinking so he's gonna he's just gonna boom it to clear to buy his team quote unquote time. Meanwhile, he gives me possession, and instead of just trying to challenge him, I have the ball now. I can either dribble it off to the side, boom it off the backboard, try to see if I can get a double touch on an already you know poor team, and et cetera, et cetera. There's there's <clears throat> there's a time for everything. And I think when you're able to identify that based on what's going on in the game, that's the important thing. I can't say that i go into a game and do just one of these things although like keeping possession is sure. important and getting those extra touches is good for moving the ball downfield you don't sometimes you really just don't get to choose sometimes you just like okay i have to do this otherwise like we're gonna get scored on hey everybody and welcome back to the chasing grand champ podcast as always this is your host tom and today i am very excited to welcome to the show my very first international guest. Derek, thank you so much for taking some time to join me on the show. Okay, yeah, I actually have discussed this a couple times before, but even when I was playing traditional soccer, uh, actually on the field with cleats, there were a couple things that coaches always said defensively, you know, keep them to the outside. And for when you're playing twos or threes, there's something very important that I think players kind of misunderstand. If you're the first player challenging the ball, sometimes the objective isn't just to win the challenge, but to actually make the player make a flick so the second player back can challenge that ball that's now being just floated in the air. Um, I think that's something uh, all the way up until GC, both players like to double commit or the first player will always try to make the perfect touch when really you can just create pressure. Uh, the second thing is back post play. I think if there's anyone watching that watches the Rizzo videos, his road to GCs, he discusses sitting back posts instead of inside of the net a lot of the times. And these are just simple things that that came naturally to me because this is something that I learned when I was younger. So I just applied it to this game because it's soccer with cars. And these are, these are just positional spots that I've always put myself in 
which I think most players don't. And it takes them a little while either A, from just playing and kind of realizing it themselves, or if they're, you know, a research player and they want to, you know, look at YouTube videos, there's a lot of content out there. And I think at this point, there's been so many great content creators. If people really want to deep dive and learn as much as they can, there's so much information out there. And I think there's a lot of these quick tidbits from these YouTube videos that can push a player from, you know, platinum to diamond pretty easily if they invest the time as well. Hunted, thank you so much for joining me. Well, I guess I just take a different approach to the game now. Whereas before it was, it felt like there was such a focus on not messing up, right? Like you don't want to be that guy that ruined the rank game for you and your teammates. And it's, it always felt like that. But ever since I've joined these kind of chill environments and played with players that understand people are going to make mistakes. I've carried that over even into ranked when I'm playing with randoms. I know I'm going to mess up. I know my teammates are going to mess up. That's the whole point of playing champ too. We're not that good at this game, but it's a, everything is a learning experience and, and MLE and RLC in general have really shown me that you can take so much away from a you know a six nothing loss that it doesn't feel good but you know it doesn't make me want to quit playing anymore verge thank you so much for uh welcoming or joining me here on the the chasing grand champ podcast how can somebody that is very focused on kind of more individual play um transition into being more of a a team player then uh watch soccer (laughs) like watch professional soccer. And if you look at professional soccer, uh, everybody is so selfless. Everybody is always looking for how they can keep the ball for their team, not how they can keep it for themselves. Uh, And and so if you just are always looking for that way, you can, you can benefit your team as a whole. You can add value to your team. Your individual skill will always be there. Uh, But if you're looking to add value to the team, you'll find ways to use that individual skill in everybody's favor. Um, So don't stop focusing on yourself don't stop improving on your own just because you want to be a team player Um, you always want to improve individually because especially in the esports industry because you're never going to be on the same team forever you're not going to be on the same uh, team for 10 years like like the big athletes are in sports where they get like a hometown favorite and they stay there forever esports is just so volatile you're even as the best player in the world you're going to be switching teams uh, eventually so you always want to be improving yourself but on top of that, you have to focus on how you can add value to your teammates um, just as much as they can add value to you. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Grand Champ. This is number 12. I wrote down 11, and as I looked at that 11, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, this is 12. I don't need two 11s out there. But I'm just going to let him talk since I'm such a mess. Sai, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast. I make her. How how did you look at replays with your team and with your coach to to learn about uh, little changes that you could make in your decision making, in your positioning, and things of that nature? Uh, I think a big thing is um, using like a field overview, so you can see um, where you guys are located um, on the field. That's something that's kind of hard to you can't get instantly get that information when you're playing the game because you're you know you usually have ball cam on, you're focused on the ball. Um, you can look around, but again, that's something that not a lot of, I don't know if high level players do it. I certainly don't do it enough. 
um, you know, using a swivel cam. So you really have mm -hmm. to trust where your teammates are at all times, um, you through communication or otherwise. And so an overview of just looking at in, you know, every situation in a situation where you're at the advantage in a situation where everybody's low on boost, where are you guys located on the field? Where, um, like is, you know, are there certain people that always push up farther? Cause that was what was happening is, um, for me, per, like personally in the beginning, I was really bad about being aggressive. Uh, cause like I said, I was not confident in my mechanical abilities. I, I, the other two would just go up and do whatever. And I would just like sit, not even the halfway line, but like past the halfway line thinking, <laughs> okay, well, especially at that level, it was like, they would just kind of, you know, you just boom it out. Like that's what you try to do. So I would be like, all right, if they hit it to me, I can hit it back in and like, there we go. Problem solved. But what happened was as we started to get better and play better teams, they just wouldn't boom it out because they'd be like, well, there's nobody here to stop me. I'm just going to dribble it. And then I just lose the dribble because I'm not a ones player. So what happened was that sort of stuff was really obvious when I was watching the replays, I, we'd see them push up really hard and I'd just be like, well, I think they're pushing too hard. I'm just going to try to like compensate. So looking at that and then looking on defense, um, yeah, where people are located, if you're making sure somebody's all the way in the back uh, at the back post at, at all times um, and how you're rotating on defense. Cause that's something that people don't, um, really think about much. Um, a lot of the times the, the rotation is focused on attack, um, you know, making sure that you're coming in and grabbing boosts and stuff like that. But the defensive rotation is really important too. So use that, use like an overview um, to, to look at that sort of stuff. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing that we looked at in replays. Hey everybody, and welcome back to episode number 13 of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. Knox Phoenix, thank you so much for joining me on podcast 2.0. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned ones because I sent in my second replay last week and um, Flakes, he roasted the crap out of me again. <laughs> and it was uh, it was different, though, because he was like, he's like, OK, I see that you're trying really hard to do what I'm telling you to do. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but you're just too dumb to do it. Oh, wow. But, oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's brutal. If you, if you want to give him a replay, I'm warning you, you will be insulted, but it's hilarious. Uh. Essentially, like, I'm slowing the play down, and I'm doing the right things, and I'm getting the right catches, but uh, I'm not, like, keeping the ball out of the opponent's hands or taking it into favorable positions to where they're going to, like, not be able to challenge me as, like, good as they can challenge me. And so he's like, he said, you have to go play ones. He, like, you, you just have to go grind ones, and you will learn these things that, like, there are ways that they're looking to challenge you, and you need to be able to take the ball away from those positions and control it. And so that's what I've been doing for the past week. And it is, uh, it's interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> hey everybody. And welcome back to episode 14 of the chasing grand champ podcast flash. Thanks so much for uh, coming to hang out with me and talking some rocket league. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a refocus Sunday. That's, that's what I'll call it. Well, There's, good. Um, back, back when I was doing kickboxing, there was, uh, a joke that my uh you know teacher used to say is um back to basics like you know 2013 or back to base like you just say the year and you say back to basics you know what i mean uh -huh. um and is yes obviously for him it was like okay like learn to sharpen like obviously the very basics of what you're doing you know, you jab your cross all that stuff but it was also a um you know let's get focused again kind of thing so i'm very i'm grateful you know it's been good 
I, I'm gonna be honest, StarCraft to me, like, I, I made the analogy before, mm-hmm. but the type of work ethic, like the let's build this skill and then this skill and then this skill, is like is the same to me, especially in the beginning as a, as a StarCraft, where it's like learn a bit, like learn this build and do it over and over and over again until you master it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that mentality actually really helped in the beginning because it was to me it was it, it I felt like there was a lot of comparisons, right? Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Grand Champ with Combo. Thank you so much for uh, joining me on the show. And my, and this might be good advice for you, the one piece of advice that has stuck with me for a very long time was when I was interviewing a few RLRS players for Rocketeers, uh, and they, I was talking a lot about, okay, like you're technically now, you technically just left what is considered like the bubble scene or the bubble player scene because you, you have a contract, you're playing in the professional level, like you're up there, what is the big difference that got you there? And a lot of them often would talk about speed, positioning, play style, things like that. And one of the guys I chatted with, he he had said, because I'd asked if they had any advice for players who were maybe were trying to get to the bubble or were in the bubble or in that area of, of what can they change to become a pro. And he talked a lot about confidence and what that meant to him. And so his his actual like literal piece of advice was and practical piece of advice was spend one day every once in a while where you start your play session and you say today like i'm going to be a monkey like i'm just going to chase i'm just going to throw myself at every ball i'm going to cut off my teammates i'm going to do basically everything wrong that a safe player and like the 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 play style it sounds like you and i both play where it's the like let's just make sure we're fulfilling our duty as a teammate and and that will win us games he said spend one day where you curl yourself at the ball and basically break every mental and moral rule you have, because at least that's going to force you to learn your actual physical limits rather than the mechanical limits that you think you have. Hey everybody. And welcome back to episode 16 of the chasing grand champ podcast. Pluto. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. I mean, there's some players like I know some people that have been stuck in diamond for a thousand hours. Like some people just flat out never get to that. And that's probably because they just stop trying. They get, they plateau and they just, they don't want to put in the time. And, and I think half the battle is just seeing it from a different perspective. Like whether that be like grabbing a third party, like a coach or someone at your rank or higher that they can just provide a fresh set of eyes or going over your own replays, which is really hard. I hate, I hate it with a passion looking at my own gameplay, <laughs> but that really does. It really does work. Just like analyzing your own gameplay or having someone else do it and point out your mistakes and tendencies that are wrong. Um, and after actively like writing it down or working on it or just going through and, like different things that you suck at and trying to practice at getting better at them, like just trading packs. Like I talked to um, memory on ghost. This was um, probably last year, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, I played in a a land in North Carolina. I think it was on the East coast. Um, Me, memory and raw Greg, raw Greg plays with like savvy seal and Bork, I think right now. Um, And we played there and won that tournament. And he told, I think he told me or one of the guys, close by that he just he sucked at shooting so badly in his own in his own um eyes i guess um and he just spent a ridiculous amount of time um in like shooting packs like just practicing his accuracy like just going through different shot packs and all that stuff and it eventually like improved his shooting he said so 
I don't know if that'll work for everyone, but <clears throat> I get it does help a little bit. And now with programs like um, BoxMod, which kind of like mix up those shot packs a little better, mm-hmm. like that, like it's not just one static shot that goes in the same the same angle every single time. It kind of mixes it up a little bit. Um, stuff like that really does help. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Grand Champ number 17. Swayze, thank you so much for joining me on Chasing Grand Champ. Like, for anyone listening, the common denominator in every single one of your losses is you. You know, if you're losing, you could have the same bad teammate three games in a row, but I bet you don't have him for that fourth game. And if you lose that fourth game, it's on you. Tom, you're exactly right. So much of it, like, people don't watch their replays back enough. If you start watching your replays back, you're going to see so many instances of you making a huge mistake. And and that's why you're getting scored on. It might be you getting scored on. It might be your teammate getting scored on. Um, but so much of it is is just one small thing that you did. And now everyone's in a bad position. And, and people don't like to think about that. They only like to think about that last man, the person in goal. Silent Echo, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Reevaluate your play because it's super easy in the heat of the moment to forget things that punished you and concentrate on the things that went well, right? Because we all know players who will go for, let's say, an air dribble off the wall all the time. It's a pretty stock default behavior. It's a I didn't think of anything more interesting to do, so I'm going to do this thing that takes a lot of time, but I have a lot of control while I'm doing it, hopefully. And you could go for those, like, you know, you could go for like 12 or 15 of those over the course of a game pretty easily in a game of twos, say. And maybe you scored one of them. Super great. That's a one in 15 chance success rate based on that that sample size, right? Like one in 15 times that I go for this, I score a goal. What happened the other 14 times? Now, if there's at least one goal that the other team got because you went for that and didn't execute it correctly or your teammate wasn't prepared or it wasn't the right situation for it, you you know, it was just a poor decision at the time based on the circumstances. If they scored one goal against you out of all of those 14 failures, which is pretty likely, right, given how often breakaway goals happen, Mm -hmm. you were making a bad decision all 15 times you went for it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 19 of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. And I'm just uh, thrilled to see what kind of nonsense we get into over this podcast. Quad Nick, Nick, thank you so much for joining me on the show. For the longest time, I don't know how many hours, but it was quite a bit. I was an all-time goalie. I never Mm. left the net, well, hardly ever. I was always in the net. That was my spot. And I was good at it. I was a great goalie. Um, when I would go to sleep at night or when I'd lay down to go to sleep, I would be in the net and there would be shots being taken at me as I'm in the net. And I would be trying to control my car to block the shots. And the craziest thing was I was not controlling the shots. It was completely random what part of the net they were going to, what speed they were going at. And I used to laugh about it as I'm sitting there mentally playing goalie that, it's like my brain was just throwing shots at me that I had to defend. I was oh. just completely sucked into that game. You weren't actually playing the game, but you were thinking no. about maneuvering. Yeah, I, was, I was just lying down with my eyes closed and like daydreaming it. And, and do I you feel like that was. helped? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would 
wake up the next day and when I was able to play the game, I would pretty much go into it. And like if I saved a shot a certain way, I would open my eyes in kind of like an aha moment. Like I could maneuver my car in this direction to do this kind of block. And then I would go in and try and recreate it. It was really weird. It was kind of almost a little troubling in a sense. Like I thought I might be going crazy. Like I might not be passionate about the game. I might be obsessive, Yeah, but it never went too far. Hey everyone. And welcome back to a very special holiday episode of Chasing Grand Champ. Shock, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. No, it's okay. Um, So I think the first thing, uh, to touch on what you said at the beginning, focusing on um, one thing and mastering it, it's it's so, so important in Rocket League to not overwhelm yourself with, like, both, like, knowledge and, like, not to spread your attention span thin. Because when it comes down to it, um, even though, like, you, you could identify multiple, multiple things wrong with your game, but... The only way you're going to see significant improvement is if you're focused on them one at a time. Because if you spread your focus across multiple different areas where you're not succeeding, then you're end up going to end up being like probably mediocre at everything you've learned instead of mastering things one at a time. So, how I went about getting to that consistent pace and speed and decision making to rank up it was all about what I just said. It's about Focusing on one thing at a time that you're doing wrong. So, right, like in, in a ranked game, I notice that, like, I'm getting beat to the ball consistently. I need to figure out why. So, I go into a replay. I understand, one, that my double jump aerial, my double jump fast aerial, um, I'm not performing it correctly. But I also identify that my positioning's a little off, so I'm going up a little bit slower than I am. So, uh, so I'm going up a little bit slower than they are. Like I'm not in that position to be able to execute on their touches. So what I need to do is I need to take each of those at a time and spend my time trying to improve on those in each of my following games. So um, one game I'm focusing completely on, I need to be in the right spot. I need to understand that this is where the ball is going to be hit and I need to be ready for it here so I can go up for it um, and be up and so I can be in the right position to go up for it as fast as possible. Even if you're still getting beat to the ball because your actual mechanics aren't good enough um, or aren't at that pace yet, being in the right spot over and over again is going to put you in that, put you in an environment to succeed. And once your mechanics are up to pace, which I say mechanics are mostly hours and trying things over and over. Once your mechanics get up to that pace and you're, but now you're in the right position all the time. So once you've kind of singled things out, and worked in them individually, it'll come together as a unit over time. Hey, Tom and potential Chasing Grand Champ listeners. I'm Dot, and I'm currently Champ 2 and 3s. I would say my goal for 2020 is to hit Grand Champ for the first time. I was consistently Champ 3 for a season quite a few months ago, and it fell down to consistently being Champ 2 since then. And I'd like to put a lot more effort in the coming year to try and hit GC. I know this probably won't happen in just Season 13, so my goal for this season of Ranked will be to hit Champ 3 again. To get there, I am working on car and ball control with workshop maps and a lot more free play. And I'm trying to improve my game sense and decision making, mainly by playing on a team and playing against higher level competition whenever I can. Part of my inspiration for this is listening to podcasts like Chasing GC and ASAP Weekly and hearing so many people on the grind and trying to push their gameplay as much as they can. So thanks for making the podcast and all the other content that you do. 
See you around and thanks. Hey, Tom. Uh, I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast this year, and it's kind of really um, motivated me to keep going. You give, you give a lot of uh, your own insights as well as bringing other people on, and it gives me like a lot of um, good ideas when it comes to what I need to do to improve. And coming for this season, uh, last season I was able to hit GC for about two hours, and then I lost it. Um, only getting two out of my 10 wins. So I think for this next season coming up, my goal is to get all 10 of those wins, maintain consistent GC, because I know that I can do it. I've been there before. And um, yeah, I mean, that's really it. I've got a college team I'm playing for now, and hopefully we're going to be qualifying for CRL. We've done well in some tournaments that we've played recently. So um, yeah, if that all goes well, then I'm looking forward to a good 2020, and I hope you have a good one as well. Happy New Year. All right, that's everything from 2019. If you want, you can go back and listen to any episode fully that you want to at any time. It's going to be available forever. Thank you again for listening to everything and sharing and just being an awesome community growing around this podcast. I really have just been so uh, enjoying doing this and I'm looking forward to continuing it on and on. I've already got some great interviews lined up for 2020. I've got some great recordings done for 2020. I'm very, very, very excited. So stay tuned for those. Thank you again. I appreciate all of you so much. This podcast is officially over.